the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to the Situation Report. Very glad to have you with me today. And uh, really looking forward to this episode and the other episodes this week. We've got a special treat for you. Last week, we had the opportunity to go to CPAC, which I'm sure most of you are familiar with. It is the Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC. And that's held in uh, this year in Orlando, Florida. That is, I think, the largest gathering of conservative media and politicians anywhere in the country every year. Uh, President Trump spoke. Uh, Trump Jr. I was going to say President Trump Jr. Not, not to get ahead of ourselves. Trump Jr. spoke there as well. So big headliners, a lot of other folks. It was a great conference and we were there. And while we were there, we had the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people. Uh, I'll tell you this, if you have been convinced that the conservative party is made up of a very specific, very narrow demographic, you have been convinced wrongly, if wrongly is a word. Uh, the number of folks, young, old, and everything in between, uh, every ethnicity, every really financial background and status, uh, the conservative party as it is, uh, really it'd be the Republican party, I guess, but the conservative movement represents every segment of our society. And I sat at a table for two days and watched uh, people from all over the country, from all walks of life, walk past, and it was awesome. Interviewed some incredible people running for office that, again, come from every conceivable background. An amazing, amazing time. We also had the opportunity to uh, interview some great guests, uh, guests you'll know, like Sebastian Gorka. Uh, Sean Spicer was one of our guests. I really enjoyed interviewing Kevin Sorbo, someone that uh, I've been following my whole life just about, and uh, is awesome. So we want to share those interviews with you. So what you're going to get over the next couple of days are shorter interviews, but you'll be exposed to some incredible, incredible people. And uh, I trust that that will be an encouragement to you as it was to me. All right, let's jump in. Our guest is Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and uh, Dr. Gorka has been on our show before, but here at CPAC, took a minute to uh, talk to you. Thank you for stopping by our table. Really, really appreciate it. Um, Top of mind for everyone is Ukraine and what's happening in Ukraine. So why don't we just jump into that, give us a thumbnail, what's happening, and then we'll just go from there. Uh, Without any exaggeration, without any hyperbole, we are now living in the most dangerous time since 1945. With the cessation of hostilities in World War II, the international community managed to establish a, a pretty rigid taboo that powerful nations are not allowed to enlarge their territory through the use of force. That is now gone. That's out of the window. With the disastrous surrender of Afghanistan, the former KGB colonel in the Kremlin took a read of Joe Biden and realized now he can start to attempt to reconstitute the Soviet Union. Yes, he's got a much, much smaller GDP, but let's be very clear. This is an individual who, on record, 
on camera multiple times and said the greatest, quote, geostrategic tragedy of the 20th century was the loss of the Soviet Union. Right. That's why he's taking back Ukraine. This isn't some military operation or skirmish at a low level of intensity. This is a full scale invasion. I've got people sending me video from the ground of strategic bombers, tactical air fighters uh, over apartment blocks in right. Kiev. He wants to take back, he wants to take Ukraine back into a, a, a proto-Soviet version of the old empire. And let's you know, look at the map. Uh, we, we have to understand Ukraine may not be a member of NATO, but it borders NATO nations. Absolutely. Hungary, Absolutely. fully paid up member. The Baltic states, he wants those next. These are nations on the front line of Europe right now. And, and look, Biden is weak and the Europeans are weak. The Germans, the biggest economy in Europe, decided they're going to stop Putin by sending 5,000 helmets to Kiev. It's a joke. It's right. dangerous. And, right. and people, and, and if I may, I don't know how, the demography of your audience. I'm a conservative, and I say to my fellow conservatives, isolationism is a pipe dream, okay? This idea right. that you can yeah. pull down the shutters on the Atlantic and, and, and the Pacific coast and we'll be fine. No, it didn't work in 41, didn't work on 9-11. Right. The, the concept that we will somehow not be touched by the fact that today, thanks to Biden, if you don't believe me, look it up. The fourth highest importer of gas and oil to this country is Russia. We were just talking about it this morning. We so, I mean, we, we were in energy independent, and then yeah. we, we bought, Biden's bought 250 uh, million gallons in, from Russia right. in, in uh, November, and then 17 million gallons a month since. Could, how could Biden, if Biden did what Reagan did against Gorbachev, could we impact Russia's decisions by shutting down, uh, stop buying oil from them. We Think of what we did in the Trump administration. When we came in for the first time in the history of the republic because we unleashed fracking, we unleashed XL right, Keystone. Right. We were a net exporter of and We exported more energy than we burnt and used ourselves, which means OPEC can't you know, take <laughs> us hostage, can't blackmail us. Russia doesn't have geostrategic power over us. That is gone. First day in office. Think of what, how, how an ideological extremist you have to be. First day in office, what does Biden do? He cancels the XL Keystone pipeline. The first day. And he drops our sanctions against Putin for the Nord Stream pipeline that would have given him access yes. to markets that he already owns. I, I don't want to bore people with the stats, but think of this. Germany, again, biggest economy in Europe. They have the Greens, the environmentalists, run the energy sector, of the, you know, the government, the, the energy ministry. Germany has shut down 50% of its nuclear power stations, which is, of course, the cleanest form of energy. Yeah, okay. sure. They have decided, under the Greens, to shut down the other 50% within 12 months. Right. Already, already Germany imports 30% of its gas from Russia. Who's going to stand up to this thug? Right. We need Donald Trump back in the White House because he understood what works. And that's an America that is strong, an that's America right. that leads. Yeah. I was... Uh, and, 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 sorry, please. And one more thing. I, this isn't about interventionism, okay? Me, President Trump, we're not about invading other people's of countries. Course. That's the neocon thing. Remember, we didn't invade anybody. We brought troops back 
correct. for four years. Yeah, correct. Okay? Absolutely. But we were tough. We were strong. That, that wonderful moment, if you guys remember, at Mar-a-Lago, he's having that state dinner with Xi Jinping. And he just whispers over chocolate cake, the best chocolate cake. He whispers into Xi's ear. Hey, uh, by the way, I just wanted you to know, I, I just dropped 52 cruise missiles on Assad in Syria. I didn't invade, but he was going to, and I can't go into details, but I saw the TS uh, intel. He was about to use chemical weapons in Syria yeah. against civilian targets. And President Trump didn't want to invade Syria. He said, you know, chemical weapons against women and children? No, here's 52 cruise missiles. And that was a message not just for Xi, that was a message for Putin. That was a message for little Kim in North Korea. You know, for all the talk of Russian collusion, can I give you one stat that the mainstream media will never, never, ever discuss? I'm a child of the Cold War, okay? The enemy were the Soviets. In the Trump administration, we did something that not even Reagan did. When we saw more than 200 mercenaries, Russian mercenaries in Syria, who were actually SF guys, okay? They were deployed by Putin yep. to assist the murderous Assad regime. What did President Trump do? He greenlit the SecDef to kill them. We killed more than 200 Soviet operators in the Middle East. Nobody did that. Right. It's not since, the, since 1917, since the establishment of the Soviet Union, did Americans kill bad Russians in a theater. Yep. And, and that is the kind of language yep. that Putin gets. Now, we're he by, knows he's in the oil. White House. We're buying oil right. from them. Right. No, but hang on. Let's talk about Hunter. Why, why does Hunter Biden get three and a half million dollars from the wife of the disgraced mayor of Moscow? Does that play into ca calculations I'm sure it was somehow? Fine. It's, no, it's all about right. board. I'm and, sure it's and, fine. and all the stuff to do with, you know, he's got a job in the Ukraine for one of the most corrupt energy companies getting $83,000 a year for a no-show job. That's Hunter Biden. Yep. Yeah. That's who, you know, his daddy is the commander-in-chief. I, I have a lot of uh, friends in Ukraine. I, my wife and I have done conferences for Ukrainian military families. Uh, we spent time, even in Nikolaev, right on the border. We have a lot of friends there. Uh, a pastor there, he, he messaged me the other day and said, we had church this morning, and then this afternoon we turned our church into a first aid center where we could teach first aid and we could prepare the last several days pictures of daycare centers and schools and apartment buildings, as you mentioned. And, and, and they're asking the question, how does this end? You don't have a crystal ball, but there's a discussion. Is Putin interested in occupying? Is he doing something else strategic? And his desire is then to pull out. What's the next thing that happens? Where do we go from here? Uh, so, you know, you mustn't overestimate. This isn't uh, Machiavelli. This, this isn't uh, von Clausewitz. This is a third-rate KGB colonel. How do I know that? Look at his career in the KGB. Right. If you're really hot, if you're a real serious intel operator, where does a KGB post you during the Cold War? If you're really top tier, you either go to Court of St. James in London, Paris, Berlin, or what? if you're the best, you go to Washington, you're stationed in Washington. Where did he spend his Cold War career? Not Berlin, East mm. Berlin. He was so bad, they didn't even <laughs> let him go to West Berlin. Right. This is a third tier. This isn't some mastermind. He's an old school Soviet thug. He's a thug, yeah. He's a thug. So yeah. what's, what's a thug's tactic? And this has been true since 1917. Fix bayonets and press into the abdomen of your enemy until you hit steel. 
If you don't hit steel, you keep on pushing. So he doesn't even know how far he's going to take it. He's going to do the, the classic Soviet thing, push, push, nibble, push, nibble, until he feels resistance. And then he says, OK, I got enough now. He doesn't know how far because it's up to how we respond. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're not doing I mean, did you hear Biden yesterday? Oh, we'll let the sanctions go for a couple of months. See, see what happens. Well, what? <laughs> uh, and the, the reporter says, um, and what about uh, the use of nuclear weapons? Could nuclear weapons be involved? The know. man who has the nuclear football 30 feet from him in the hands of his military assistant 24-7 says, I don't know. You don't know about nuclear weapons? Right. I mean, th this is frightening. Yes. So until we push back, nothing will happen. Or he'll continue no, to I, advance. Until we push back, he will, he'll, he'll continue, continue to advance. Continue. Right. Yeah. And, and there are some concrete things. You know, I have to, you know, when I get a break, I'll yes. sit down and write this. Um, there, are, there are some key things we could do right now that Biden won't do, but let's just talk about them and maybe somebody in the sure. UK or somewhere else will, will think about it. Um, number one, we've got tens of thousands of troops in places that are irrelevant. I mean, why are troops in Germany? I mean... Right. Why are they in Germany? I get Korea, not, not Germany. Yeah. Redeploy tens of thousands of U.S. troops to frontline NATO nations, to the Baltic states, to Hungary, which borders uh, Ukraine, to be a very visible tripwire to say, dude, this is NATO territory. Send a very clear message. On top of that, uh, unleash the energy sector. Make us hurt him where it really hits him, which is his pocket right. right? yeah. it's, right. a, it's a, a one-horse town, Russia. Yeah. They're, they're not selling microchips to us. Right. They're selling gas, gas and right. oil, period. Yep. Think of the demographics. Russia ha loses more than 100,000 human beings a year more than are born. The mortality rate for men is 58. Okay, so, so they, they are in this like Right. Death spiral. Right. That's why classic dictator. Oh, let me do something overseas to distract everybody sure. back home sure. from their vodka bottles. Right. So uh, number two, unleash our energy sector to hurt him. The last two things that we can do like this, if we had leadership, is provide Kiev with more lethal aid than we've ever given to anybody. Not troops, because it's their job. They're not a NATO ally, right. but they are hardcore fighters. Remember, Stalin killed 8 million Ukrainians in the Holodomor massacre. Yeah. They will fight in the forests. They will fight in That's the mountains. Right. Give right. them guns. Give them munitions. And one of the most easy things we can do with NATO and Five Eyes is give them top-tier intel that they can target the, the, the Russians. Yeah. Take out their comms. Take out their logistics. Just give them lethal aid and intel and make the Russians bleed. That's good. Yeah. Absolutely. Where can people uh, follow you, hear your show? Yeah. Um, and and um, when you I, write this, where, they can, where can they read it? Yeah, I'll be writing this for American Greatness, amazing website, amgreatness.com. And then everything I do is on my website, uh, sevgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. Uh, I'm live three to six every day with America First. I'm on every social media platform except YouTube because they're fascists. Um, so you can go to Spotify. You can go to Truth Social. I'm on Truth yep. Social, Twitter, the rest. And, and the, um, the, you might want to read my last book, exclusive interview with President Trump in the book. It's The War for America's Soul. Awesome. And, and can I just say this guy? American hero. <laughs> American saving lives every single day. So you, you are a great guy. Great guy. Why, do, why sure. don't you let him talk? Is he, is he like... <laughs> 
He, he can say, he can say anything that he wants to say, but I think he feels short maybe between us. I don't know. It's something that he's had to deal with for a long time. God bless you. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their lives. He created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you and me. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. Sale of the year. That means it's not going to happen again. This is the sale of the year. What is it? For a limited time, you will receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You will receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time, with any purchase, you will receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code SITREP. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code SITREP. Along with this offer, you will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. For those of you that would rather use the phone, and some of you are out there, you know who you are, call 1-800-870-0283, use the promo code SITREP, or MyPillow.com and use the promo code SITREP. All right, we're here with Billy Primpa and uh, my new friend. We just met. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Again, Air, this time on camera. Air Force guy. And uh, so we, we, we share that in common. We've got that uh, service in common. Um, I always say the Air Force is a lot like being in the military. So it's not the Marine Corps, but it's a lot like the Marine Corps. Something like that. Kind of. I mean, they wear uniforms and stuff. <laughs> Except so. we're floating up here. You guys <laughs> wear like... uniforms and stuff. But uh, Billy is, uh, is running for Congress in New Jersey. Yep. I'm running in New Jersey's 9th Congressional District. 9th Congressional District. So other than the Air Force, what's your background and uh, what kind of motivated you to want to jump into something as difficult as running for Congress? So my background, uh, as you know, Air Force veteran. Yeah. Um, before I got into politics, um, I was just a regular guy. I still am a regular yeah. guy. Um, That's the best kind to get into politics, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, so before that, I was selling cell phones, building websites, stuff like that. Just, you know, making an honest living for myself. It was no big deal. Um, But uh, 2020, Donald Trump started, was going for his re-election. In 2016, I voted for him, not knowing what he was going to be like, whether he was going to do a solid job or not, but decided to vote for him. Why did you vote for him if you weren't sure? I wasn't. So there's two reasons why. Yeah. The first reason is I was never a fan of Donald Trump. Yeah. Never was. My father, however, always was a huge fan of Donald Trump. Like, from the time he got into this country, he loved Donald Trump. He was just like, because this of the personality. Not and... even that. It was like, this guy is the definition of the American dream. Like, right, it's like, right, you know, right, who right, does right. not want to live that life, right? right? The second thing is, uh, when I heard him speaking, when he came down um, and was given his announcement that he was running for office, he started talking about the southern border. And he started mentioning how, you know, they're not sending some of their best people. And I almost drank the media Kool-Aid. Like, that sounds kind of racist. But... It was my mother who actually pulled me to the side and, um, and said, no, it's not racist at right, all. Right. You know, now my mom, she's been in the country since about 1984. So I'm a first generation American, by the way, I was born here. They came here in 1984, 85, around that time frame. My mom never voted, never got involved in politics, never paid attention to that stuff. Same with my father when he was alive. But uh, she said, that's not racist at all. She's like, listen, when we came into this country... We had to work extremely hard yeah. just to become citizens. Yeah. Not only that, we brought 14 of your other uh, brothers, sisters, and cousins That's into the crazy. country. That's Every crazy. single one of them came in legally. Every single one of them paid the fees. Yeah. Every yeah. single one of them swore and became a citizen the right way. We were in poverty in Africa. The people that are in the southern border, they're in poverty, so we should just let them in because of poverty? It's like everybody has to earn their way. That's good. Started to pay a little bit more attention yeah. to politics. And uh, 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 when I was at one of his rallies, February 2020, I met with a lot of people, 
And uh, I started thinking about my district and where I live. Like, so I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. It's an inner city. Um, it's been seeing a seriously bad crime wave recently. Yeah. Um, violent crime has been going through the roof. And I, I noticed that uh, there's no real strong Republican representation in my district. So I decided, you know, this is the ultimate opportunity for me to get involved and, and do something about it. At yeah. the end of the day, it's my generation that's going to have to live with the decisions Good, that are being done by an 85-year-old, 26-year incumbent that's been in office and refuses to leave. So if anybody's going to take him down, I believe that it was going to be me. I decided to jump in. I, I wish more Americans viewed their place, wherever they live, that way. We complain about everything, and particularly like people on the right. We like yeah. to complain about everything. We're mad about everything. But how many people are doing what you did and looking at it and going, I need to get involved. I need to do something about it. You know what I'm noticing? It's a lot of young veterans. And I think it's because a lot of us just kind of have that that sense of duty at yeah. the end of the day. It's like, listen, yeah. I got to get up. I got to fight for my country. I got to do what's right. You come into your community and say, hey, I got to do something. I got to fight. Yep. I got to do what's right. Yep. Because who's going to do it if no one else is going to? That's right. You know, so that's why I believe there's a huge influx of, of veterans and police officers and firefighters that are getting involved in the political yep. sphere and are trying to make a difference in their communities. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I, uh, I work for a veteran organization. Uh, I think I mentioned that to you. And we work with veterans who are dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder and a lot of other things. And, and one of the things I say often is, if you're a veteran, if you serve this country, then your service didn't end. Yeah, it, it, it just, doesn't it just end began. because you got your DD-214, right? Yep. You need to continue serving. And man, I'm so thankful for people like you doing that. What are your top priorities? So my top, Obviously, you came into this for a reason. What are your top priorities? Top priority is, number one, public safety. Yeah. All right? Our community and, and, and Patterson in 2020, violent crime surpassed the 1989 numbers, right? So it broke a record in That's 2020. Crazy. 2021 That's broke crazy. 2020's records. Why? 2022, we already got nine deaths from gun violence in our community. So we're on track to possibly surpass 2021, and it's only getting worse. Right? That's unbelievable. Same leadership, same circles. Democrats have controlled the area for over 40-plus years, right? So we need to get more funding for our police, hire the best of the best police officers, and create a, 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 an, accountability, an accountability network for these officers so we only have the best people on there. Yeah. Second thing is education, right? I have a plan that's on my website. You can probably look more on that as well, too, called the Freedom of Education Plan. And what that does is it brings um, it brings uh, business opportunities into our schools. So people that are working in finance and the trades in uh, IT and all different uh, type of high paying uh, professions. Yep. We want these people to be able to come into our schools yep. and teach our children how that's to good. do what they do. Give that business owner no, a novel idea, yeah. right? Well, yeah, it, yeah. Doesn't, it sounds like rocket science, but That's it's incredible. very simple. Incredible. It's very practical. Yeah, it's great. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, That's great. you would agree. Yeah, that's great. So there's that. And um, the third thing that's really important to me is, uh, is uh, election integrity and securing our elections. Um, I haven't heard many candidates talking about it, but I believe the best way to secure our elections is by placing our uh, placing our electoral process on the public blockchain so that we were able to determine mm. who's voting, who's not voting. And if anybody tries to manipulate the system, we'll know exactly who did it, yeah. when they did it, how they did it, and how many times they did it. That's funny. Our, our producer, Michael, um, on the other side of the camera, we talk about that a lot, actually. We talk about blockchain and just the security that comes with that we'll secure everything but we won't secure our elections of course it's insane you know i mean they won't mail you a check in the mail right <laughs> but they'll mail you you can mail your ballot like it's no big deal yeah you know incredible man where can people uh follow you learn more about you um i've got your website up you got videos all kinds of stuff where can people find you and uh, support what you're doing? So they can go to my website at www.billyprempa.com. That's B-I-L-L-Y, Papa Romeo Echo, uh, Papa Echo Hotel. I still remember how to there do it. There it is. Yeah. Um, dot com. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, just type uh, Billy Prempa or some guy named Bill on Instagram. That's what I'm really active on. And I just Some saw, guy named Bill. Some guy. Because I'm just some guy. Yeah, sure. I'm just some that's guy. Good. I just got involved. 
Um, and uh, and also, I just got on Truth Social as well, too. All right. That's some guy named Bill, so you can find me on I think well everybody too. coming up to the table today just got on Truth Social. It's the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to, to social media right now. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Billy, thank you, man. I really appreciate Amen, it. Brother. Thanks Look for having Look forward to having you back on. Thank you, brother. God All bless right. you. Anytime. Yes, sir. Thank you. We were not made to live in isolation. Sadly, many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. A lot of guys end up drinking, a lot of guys end up losing hope. Some of them will go to the VA and they'll try to get, you know, prescription medications to help with PTSD. You know, they'll get pills for anxiety, they'll get pills because they can't sleep, now they'll get pills for depression before they know it. they're taking 12 different medications. And when it's not working out, these guys lose hope, and that's why there's 23 guys a day committing suicide. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. As a result, we've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Everything they said just kept hitting me in the heart over and over and over again. It's like all the things that I didn't know that I needed to hear. And uh, I opened my heart to God that week, dude, and like... (laughs) I've been a different person ever since. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. We provide our programs and resources, including travel, at no cost to our warriors. I remember talking to a licensed social worker who actually handed me a pamphlet to Mighty Oaks. So I went, glad I did. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. Our mission is to serve and restore our nation's warriors and families who have endured hardship through their service to America and to help them find new life purpose through hope in Christ. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. My guest is Joseph Curl of OffThePress.com, and I really appreciate you joining me. Thanks. Um, we, many of us in the conservative kind of, the conservative family, we'll say, I grew up in conservatism and around that, grew up on the Drudge Report. You right. spent uh, quite a bit of time with Matt Drudge and writing for him. Uh, talk about what you did before that, your time at the Drudge Report, very, very interesting time, and then that kind of moving into what you're doing now. Right, right. Um, before I joined up with the Drudge Report, I covered the White House for 12 years. I, I was I covered two years of, of Clinton, all eight years of Bush, yeah. and then two years of Obama before I moved to the Drudge Report. Yeah. And worked there for almost five years running the page in the morning. So every morning I, I made that page every day. And, and then um, at the end, 2015, just decided to go do other things. I started, yeah. I helped out uh, Laura Ingram build her website, LifeZet and things. Yeah. And um, and it's interesting because, you know, even though I worked closely with Matt Drudge, I was his only other full-time employee. Right. The only full-time employee there. And once a year I would see him. Twice a year we talked on the phone. The rest of the time it <laughs> right. was just run the page. And yeah. So he really is that mysterious and elusive. You know, nobody yeah. sees Matt Drudge. So. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, he has that persona, but it's almost... It, I, I kind of thought it was maybe just something he put up or right, put on, but right. it's real. It is totally real. Yeah. And it was interesting in, in 2008 when we first met um, to talk about me coming over 
he said, I'm thinking about getting rid of my radio show, not doing TV hits anymore, and just letting the Drudge Report be that. Yeah. There's no front man. There's no, no person that they can target. Target. I'll just be, you know, it'll just stand by itself. And that's what he ended up doing. So Is he just that private or he just doesn't want to deal with what comes he, maybe he that had, level of fame he or He taught me a saying, which I, which I have remembered all this time. He said, never explain, never complain. So whenever they would write stories about him, he wouldn't correct them. He wouldn't complain about them. He just wants to be left alone and just, just do his thing. And so ever since then, that page has just stood by itself. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, I... I I say I grew up reading Drudge. I guess I, that would be an exaggeration. But when I became politically aware and then in my early 20s looking for good news, conservative news, the right perspective, you go to the Drudge Report. That's where you go. Right. That's what you read. And I think many of us have become disillusioned over the last couple of years with what was put out. Um, and I think some of that was the genesis for you then leaving and starting right. what you're doing now. Can you kind of talk about what happened there? It's been very curious to me, I think, to a right. lot of people. And then what you're doing now and why. Okay. Well, that's, and that's it's confusing again as private as he is no yeah. one really knows what happened right but right but he did used to go to the white house and meet with donald trump and something must have happened because he, he kind of he was early on the on the trump bandwagon and then he was way early getting off that i mean he got off it in 2018 really and, and, and began to not only work against trump but eventually to actually back joe biden so we kind of took a look at it off the press we got yep. you know millions of dollars from from donors and things and people that said they wish they had that page that conservative page and that used to be the key to that site was it was a one-stop shop for conservative right. news right and then you know nowadays it's all ap cnn msnbc it's a, it's so there have also been rumors that he sold it and and only matt drudge would know and certainly the person who bought it would never say oh that's right. not even here right um i see signs of like today he had uh, on his page uh, vladimir putin with a hitler mustache and that to me is matt drudge <laughs> i mean nobody he's is good, right, right but he's he's that good i mean it's right. uh, so it off the press we decided let's make the page as i say a lot of times you know back when the drudge report was good right. and so we created it, and we're now doing the kind of work that he used to do, which sure. is combing the entire internet to find really good and oftentimes obscure conservative yeah. news. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's such a needed source too, and particularly right now, uh, kind of our tagline when we do our podcast is giving people the information and perspectives they need to navigate an ever-changing culture. Right. Well, culture is changing so fast, and the news cycle is changing so fast, and is so unpredictable. It's hard to know what to do. Even if you're trying to do the right thing, it's hard to know what to do. Right. And that's the other thing that, that you know, I learned at the Drudge Report and I'm bringing over to Off the Press is there's so much content now that you really need an editor of the Internet, a curator yeah. of the Internet. Right. Is, is right. You can't, you know, you're getting deluged with social media, Facebook posts, Correct. and all the things we're trying to find information. So we decided let's, you know, I've got some really top-notch editors on the page, including Paul Bedard from the Washington Examiner. He's been doing it for 40 years. So we decided we'll we'll call the Internet for you and bring you the best 60 to 75 stories every day. That's good. Um, A lot of stories that we could talk about right now. We're at uh, CPAC, obviously, and so many different things we could dive into. But let's look down the road a little bit and back it up a couple years. So first of all, 24, what are some things you see shaping up for the presidential election? Well, I, I wrote a, a piece the other day after DeSantis spoke here that that was his first campaign speech in 2024. Because it was, 
he really ticked down all of the issues that are hugely bad for, for Joe Biden and really good for him. Crime, CRT in the schools, yeah. transgenders, you know, all the things, especially inflation, which he even call, again calls Bidenflation. And, uh, <laughs> and so, you know, he, he really presented, it was only a 19-minute speech, and I bet you he just tweaks that a little bit in 2024 and delivers that speech because he's... Um, and right now, again, we've got... Um, this, on Sunday, there'll be a straw poll vote here. And I saw one report that said DeSantis is leading Donald Trump, which would be really shocking if that were to that be the be final. Shocking. Now, we are in Florida, and you sure, know there's a lot sure. of Floridians out here. But, but Trump is supposed to be the king in 24. So that's, again, we need to wait and see how he does in 2022. Is there a chance that DeSantis runs against Trump? That's a big question, too. My, my theory is that Trump was never going to run. And he he doesn't want to be out of the conversation. But if you say I'm not running, then he's out, then of, the he's conversation. out of it. So, yeah. you know, if he just wow. stays around, he'd be 78. He's a billionaire. I don't know why he would want to do the job again. But I'm guessing in 2023, he'll say DeSantis is my chosen one. And I wholeheartedly back him. That's my guess. That's interesting. We were just talking about this yesterday. And there's so many different angles you can take, different ways that you can look at it. That's fascinating. Um, Closer to us is the midterm. I think this is very, very important to conservatives, particularly. What happens in 22? What are your predictions there? Well, a lot of people smarter than me who watch these kind of things, um, election watchers, they say it's going to, the, the word that everyone is using is bloodbath. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be upwards of 75 seats for the Republicans to take over, at least 30 to 35 in the House, whether they flip the Senate back. That's looking really good for Republicans, too. And the mood of the country, you know, as we approach $4 per, per gallon on gasoline. Yeah. yeah. And now, we, you know, we've got a sort of, we don't know if he's mentally limited or not. We don't know we, what's going we on. We have but, some ideas, though. Right. But something, you know, you what's happening just this week is you've got the Russian leader just saying, I can get away with this. Right. Now, that never happened. You know that, that Putin wanted to do that when Trump was yeah. in, but it never happened. No, absolutely not. He's looked at Biden for the last 14 months and said, hey, I'm just going to go do this. I don't care what he does. So, And then, you know, it'll be a long time since Afghanistan went so badly, but people will remember that. Yeah. And, you know, but it's the pocketbook issues. It's the, the crime rate going out of control. It's the Democrats in these liberal cities saying, defund the police. This revolving door that we have in, in jailhouses. Now, there yeah. was a report last week that said this guy has been in and out 30 times in the last year. 30 times in and out of jail. I mean, they just let him. There was another one where a guy was arrested three times in the same day. Arrested, into jail, out of jail. You know, I mean, it's all the same day. It's crazy that, and yeah. I think people are getting very frustrated, especially, and that will be the interesting thing is liberals control the big cities, and they always have. So how frustrated do those people have to get before they start to look at sure. Republicans and say, hey, maybe we need to change here? Yeah. We were just talking about this a little while ago that I'm in California and the most liberal city in the most liberal state in the union is the city of San Francisco. And even in San Francisco, parents recalled three members of the school board because right. they just couldn't take it anymore. Right. And so that is beginning to happen. And how far will that go? Right. Uh, man, incredible stories. Where can people follow you? Um, off the press.com. 
self-explanatory, but right. where else would you like for them to go? Oh, they can go to Twitter. I'm on Twitter at uh, Joseph Curl, and um, I write a column for the Washington Times, so awesome. they can check out the Washington Times, and I write for the Daily Wire as well. So Awesome. They just Google my name. They'll find me all over the place. They'll find you whether all, they like it or not. all over the place. <laughs> and uh, offthepress.com for sure. Thank you so much for taking Thanks the time not. for us. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Yes, Thank sir. you. Right now, there's a situation brewing in the men's basic department. Men are being held hostage by overpriced brands that simply aren't mission-tested. That's why we're excited to tell you about Undertack, the only brand that's literally been battle-tested by special forces. These have to be the greatest boxers ever made because they cover all the bases. High-quality material that's antibacterial, anti-pilling, and moisture-wicking so you stay fresh and dry all day. Uh, I recently did a 30-mile run in preparation for an ultramarathon in a couple weeks wearing the Recon boxers, and they were absolutely incredible. I loved them. They have a quick-release fly and a secret pocket in the extra-wide waistband for cash or tactical necessities. Undertack is durable, ultralight, fade-resistant, and shrink-resistant. And here's the best part. They're almost 30% less than the competition. Go to getundertack.com. That's getundertack.com right now. Save 20% off your order with the offer code SITREP20. All one word, SITREP20. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. That is a great American company that's unapologetically pro-America, pro-Second Amendment, and pro-military. That's getundertack.com. Getundertack.com. Offer code SITREP20. We are here with candidate for Congress, Phil Rizzo, uh, in New Jersey, of all places. And uh, we were just talking about this a little bit. I think of New Jersey as being a very blue state, but not so much. In fact, you almost became the governor of New Jersey. Yeah. yeah talk, some, talk about that a little bit. Some people call it blue Jersey, right? <laughs> um, we Our experience has been very different. Yeah. Um, I'm a former pastor. Yeah. Um, I am a real estate guy. Yeah. I'm a husband and a father. And the overbearing government in New Jersey sort of pushed me to the point of running for governor. I knew something needed to be done. Right. The political class right. just isn't getting it done. Yeah. And as a uh, as a conservative Baptist pastor, we yeah. picked up a third of the vote in the GOP primary. So as a political Incredible. nobody, yeah. people believed our message. And our message was this, New Jersey families matter. Yeah. There's two political yeah. parties in New Jersey. <laughs> it's it's the, the political class and the non-political <laughs> class. We sort of have this uniparty at the top. And yeah. so, um, as you can tell from around America, yeah. the non-establishment candidates representing people, it resonates in New Jersey as well. That's incredible. You talked about how it's about America first. It's an America first agenda. Um, we're at CPAC, we're recording at CPAC. People will notice we're in a different place. Um, and typically this place would be connected to not just conservatism, but republicanism, right? The Republican movement. Um, and we could argue all day about what that is and what that looks like. But, but talk about the difference between that, a party, and an America first perspective on politics. Sure. Uh, the way I referenced this in our former race was I am unapologetically a right lane conservative. Yep. As a former pastor, yeah, yeah, yeah. I check every box right. of what a conservative is. Uh, but our churches, I started two churches in deep blue Hudson County. I love people. Incredible. Democrats have lost their businesses at the same rate as Republicans. Sure. Children sure. have been depressed and the teen suicide rate is up. That's not a party issue. That's not red and blue. Yeah. That's New Jersey yep. families. Yep. And so now that I'm running for Congress, that same message applies nationally. 
we need to get our government back from the hands of the political elitists right. who are fighting for themselves, and we need to fight for the American people That's first. That's good. So one of the, the challenges, I think, with the conservative movement is there does not seem to be a clear message. And yet you articulated in 35 seconds what our politicians should be articulating. Where does that come from? When you look at the conservative movement, what should the message be? And, and where do you draw that from? Well, as a, again, I, I'm not running to be the pastor of New Jersey. Sure, yeah, right, I'm right. not running to be the pastor as, as of America. As a former pastor myself, okay, I, I so can you sympathize with, understood. Uh, with that. Yes. Um, but a biblical worldview does shape That's how good. I see That's things, good. right? And so That's we're not going to move away from that. And there's a Bible verse, as you know, preach the word. In season and out of season, right? right? When people want to hear it and when they don't, just tell the truth. And so what we did in the political world now is we just tell it how it is. Some people love us for it. Some people hate us for it in season and out of season. And what we're realizing is, is the, the thinner the ice gets in America, more people are seeing, hey, maybe what we didn't agree with 12 months ago, 24 months ago, certainly 36 months ago. I think they're right and they're starting to move. And so I'm a populist and we have to have, Mm, we need to be the party of the, of the wide tent. We're representing the people, not simply a party. And sure, I'm a Republican. I'm running on the GOP ticket. I'm not running third party, but we have to have a broad tent. This is about the people. Yeah. Very good. I I love that you are not afraid to talk about faith and you don't hide that. Um, How important is that to you as you look at the country and the way the country is going? I think the progressive leftists have proven that we have a very binary decision at the polls. We're voting for good or we're voting for evil. Okay. And I am sick and tired of listening to people going to the polls saying we need to vote for the lesser of two evils. Mm. Why? Why Why can't we have people of faith that represent values? It's it's not a it's not a curse word to be pro life. Yeah. I don't know protecting unborn babies. <laughs> right. uh, apparently, that's so why evil. is that controversial? Right. It should right. not be controversial. That's and right. so I understand that every Republican is not pro life, but the candidates better be. Otherwise, right. we get back to this um, voting for the lesser of two evils. Why? Why do we have to vote for the lesser of two evils? Good, strong conservatives can step up and represent families. That's fantastic. Um, we could talk all day. I'd like to. I know you've got other places to be. Where can people find out more about your campaign, follow you, get behind the work that you're Thank doing? Thank you. Our website is jerseyrizzo.com. And so uh, that was sort of a brand that got built yeah. in New Jersey. People actually <laughs> think my name is Jersey. I'm like, no, it's Philip. Uh, but Jersey Rizzo was sort of our campaign slogan. That's so jerseyrizzo.com. You could see our issues. You could donate. And that would obviously be very helpful. Awesome. Phil Rizzo, thank you very much. Thank you for having appreciate me. appreciate it. Thank you for watching and listening. Appreciate you joining us today. And uh, before I sign off, I want to remind you, if you are listening to the podcast version of this, thank you for doing it. Make sure you are subscribed. Whatever platform it is you like to listen from, uh, make sure you're subscribed so that this content gets directly to you as it is posted every week. We have some incredible guests, great conversations. You don't want to miss anything. The best way to keep yourself from missing what we put out is by being subscribed. So go ahead and check that out. Also, go over and uh, look at some wonderful podcasts, this one included, on the Salem Network, salempodcastnetwork.com, salempodcastnetwork.com. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.